Stone carries on the backhand and Taras the one time on a save by Ryan. Lomacquake gets a piece. Ryan in front, MacArthur, and that was Larceny. Rask robs MacArthur from the doorstep on a one time. Bobby Ryan away from McQuaid, closes, goes right across the net, and Ryan scores! McQuaid seals it off, Petrano shot, scores! Frank Petrano scores in his first NHL playoff game. Bergeron taps the backhand over to Marchand. Marchand holds, finds Pasternak to Bergeron, block up and up, the shot, Marchand scores! The Bruins And final hour here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire, ESPN NH Radio.com. Ashish Sharma, Dave Paul, and Mark Lazell taking you up till 2 p.m. this afternoon. We've got five questions with yours truly coming up at 1.20. I just got to say, guys, like Jack Edwards fires me the hell up. I, just, I love listening to that guy. Just, oh, he's can't get best. enough of Jack. Can't get enough of Jack. His lines are crazy. You better pay him in rubles. That was an unbelievable save off the Russian. I don't know where he gets these one-liners. I'm Jack Edwards, and we are high. <laughs> I, I think I have an idea where he gets it from. <laughs> Jack's the best. Um, so, yeah, we've got uh, five questions coming up. Handle it goes down as if shot. Get up! <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite ones. We got five. <laughs> he can't even talk. You can't be stopped. Oh, it can't be Jack stopped. Edwards oh. is an immovable force. Untouchable. Okay, so um, in this segment, let's just talk about, you know, game two, two hours away now. Um, Dave, what do the Bruins have to do now to secure, hopefully, another win here, which would put them in complete control of this series, coming Uh, back to the Garden? They certainly can't go another period without a shot on goal. You don't want to lean on Tuka Rask as much, although you need Tuka Rask to play as well as he did. Sort of a double-edged sword there. Uh, you need better performances from your top players. I know that Pasternak had a couple of chances, but it seemed like he was sort of fighting the puck a little bit, maybe gripping the stick a little too hard. He had zero shots. He did hit a post, but he had two breakaways and zero shots. <laughs> you cannot not get a shot on goal on a breakaway. You got to make the goalie work. You have to make the goalie make a save. Brad Marchand ended up with the game-winning goal, but as I said in the first segment, seemed a little timid out there, wasn't at the top of his game. First game back after a two-game suspension, and obviously that time that elapses uh, between the regular season and the postseason, so maybe just a tiny bit of rust to his game, but he should be good to go. Uh, so he needs to step up and play the game that he knows how to play, which is sort of being that dirty little rat out on the ice, frustrating people, and you got to toe the line when you're Marshan. You just can't hit a guy in the nuts. No, you you can't. just can't do it. So toe the line and draw the line at sack whacking a guy. Yeah. You know, don't do that. Everything else on the table. Vanilla yeah. nut taps. Take off the table. No vanilla nut taps. <laughs> well, vanilla nut taps. <laughs> the, the, the thing about the young guys on the Bruins is, you know, I, I feel like they got game one over with, which is great because I think, you know, sometimes the nerve sets in, you know, especially with Pasternak. Maybe that's the reason why he was a little, you know, sluggish out there. Um, but I, I think this is a nice little clean slate as you kind of step into the, you know, just keep on making moves into the beginning stages of your playoff career. Sure, and, and I will say this. The pressure's on Ottawa right now. Oh, big time. You took the pressure off yourself by at least, in game one, you win. Now you guarantee a split at Ottawa. The pressure's on the Senators today. If they don't come out and perform, they're down 2-0. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you're back in Boston, down 2-0? Two, two to and you're coming back to the Garden and the on Marathon Monday? On their home Good ice. luck. Oh, please. <laughs> you're you're going to get ran out of that building if you're the Senators on Monday. Do you know how drunk the fans are going to be, by the way, hey, at Rick. the TD Garden on Monday? You got the Marathon, uh, and then the Red Sox play at 11, and then you got the Bruins 
in the playoffs <laughs> in gonna game crazy. three. They're going to be juiced up. At the Garden. Juiced up. Can you oh, imagine? The Celtics, are playing on, early. the Celtics are playing on Sunday, but can you imagine if that game was on Monday? Oh, it would be nuts. Marathon oh, Monday. That would be the craziest the, the marathon Monday ever. The only reason it can't be is because the Celtics the have home court. Yeah. Right. So they can't yeah. play two games at the Garden. That's yeah. right. You know, that, that is what it is. This I was going to save this all for the blast off anyway, but look at the little run that we've got here. All right. Starting today with the Bruins at 3 o'clock. You've got game two, Bruins three tonight. You got game one of the Celtics Bulls tomorrow. Then back to Monday, you got Marathon Monday, the Red Sox at 11, Bruins at home, game three of the postseason. Go on to Tuesday, you got game two of the Celtics and the Bulls at the Garden. Yep. Then you move on to Wednesday, you've got game four. For the Bruins and the Senators. What a fun stretch. And I don't know the rest of the NBA schedule, but I know that the Bruins will play, if necessary, Game 5 on Friday. So if the Celtics have Thursday, Thursday. night. Thursday. Oh, what a little run oh, we're this, on right here. This totally yep. makes oh, yeah. up. Let's get the train going. Let's this do it. totally makes up for the bland, you know, February. And, well, February we had the Patriots Super Bowl run. But after that, mid-February through March, when we would come in here every Saturday and be like, guys, what the hell do we talk about? Like, well, now it's too much. That's why I love it. That's what I love because when we were coming in in February, we were literally grasping at straws. We had one show. Go to a happy place. This is our happy place. This Thank you, it. happy. We're, we're here now. Thank we're you, happy. Here. We're in. We're in <laughs> such a good time for sports. And, right it, now. and it makes up for that, you know, sort of dark spot in March. And Dave had the opportunity to get away for a few weeks, and I'm kind of jealous because that's literally the ideal the time, time yeah. for a sports talk show host to take an extended vacation. It's March. Peace. I'll see you in April. Yep. <laughs> Waiting but, for the playoffs. But this is like the ideal time for, you know, sports, um, you know, fanatics. I, I would say, you know, fans around the, the, the city of Boston is because, you know, once you have, you know, the Red Sox playing, you got, you know, Sale, of course, on the mound today. You know, then you got Bruins and Celtics, of course. Everybody comes as one. Like, everybody's rooting for, you know, the Celtics oh, they, they and the Bruins. They feed off each other, they, too. It's not just the fans. It's, it's the oh, players. Right. right. And, and but my point is, like, say the Bruins were in and the Celtics were out, or vice versa. Right. right? Not as exciting. The, not only not as exciting, but everybody's talking about, oh, hockey's better than basketball. Right. And, you know, everybody comes together as one. They're rooting for their teams at the same time, which is awesome right. to oh, see. It's so oh, yeah. Good. Celtics fans are supporting the Bruins, and yeah. Bruins fans are supporting the Celtics, even though they may not be fans of the other sports. And, and, and let's not even understate the fact that Monday's Marathon Monday and the emotion that flows through that city. The past Huge. couple of marathons, obviously, since the tragedy of the bombing a couple of years ago, right. that's a day that Boston celebrates together. Mm-hmm. So the Bruins being at the Garden that day, they're going to get a huge lift from that crowd. And I, for one, I can't wait. I can't wait for Marathon Monday because what a day that is. You've got, you've got the Marathon, the Red Sox, followed by a Bruins playoff game. Celtics in the playoffs the very next day. How do you like them, apples? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there, all right? And it's called Patriots Day. What a day. It's like, what a day stuff. Monday is going to be. So gear up for Monday, people. If you got the day off of work, you might want to take Tuesday off, too, because you're not going to be ready to go back to work. And you're you probably going to start drinking around noon. Pro- exactly. Uh, maybe oh, even earlier. They are drinking early, as yeah. Tom Brady used Legs to like to say. Uh, back to the Bruins and what they got to do in Game 2 here, because you played a great road game, Game 1, and I know there's, a, there's that huge blemish being the second period there where you're outshot 12-zip. That can't happen. It, it can if you had the response again. I don't think it can happen again. You don't think I, it can. No, no. I think you get away with something like being outshot. Uh, not having a single shot in a period, you get away with maybe one time. One time They're yeah. lucky it didn't bury him because Tuca stood on his head. Now, if they were outscored one nothing in the second two, that's when Ottawa got their goal. So they were like an inch away from being buried in that game. If Ottawa goes up 2 nothing with that 1-3-1, forget it. They're going to sit back. They're going to defend. You're not going to be able to break in, just like you weren't able to really in the second. Now, the Bruins did sort of figure it out in the third period there, where they're able to get zone entry, and they're able to hem the Ottawa Senators in their own zone. So for success in Game 2, have a better start. Because when the Ottawa Senators have to play from behind, they have to abandon the 1-3-1 eventually. Now, if it's one nothing in the second period, they're still close. They don't necessarily have to abandon it right away. But if you put a goal in in the first period, you get them on their heels early, you ramp up that offensive zone attack time, you get them tired, you get their legs moving, you get them frustrated as opposed to you being frustrated by the neutral zone trap. Now you're talking about Ottawa having to abandon their game because the 1-3-1 one, 
does not work when you're playing from behind. It I, I just say, doesn't work. What's the benefit of playing a one-three-one? I mean, yo, you're the it frustrates it, it frustrates the hell out of the opposing team. It does into making bad mistakes. The the trap in the neutral zone is to create turnovers and then break the other way and hopefully capitalize on the mistake that the other team makes. If you're combating the one-three-one, you need patience. You need execution, which is why. Again, Charlie McAvoy is an X-factor here. He's your puck-moving defenseman. You need your defenseman to step up and have that first pass coming out of your own zone be a solid breakout pass. You need to, you need to find a way to sort of overload one side or the other and open up space on the other side. Almost. So it's about creating passing lanes when you're on the breakout, and then it's about the defenseman finding those lanes, which McAvoy did very well. On, on Wednesday, Colin Miller can do it, Tory Krug can do it, Brandon Carlo can do it, but those three guys are not playing. They're out. You're without your three best puck-moving defensemen, and you've added Charlie McAvoy, who's a 19-year-old. So we, uh, if we can expect to see what we saw in Game 1 out of him, you're in good shape. If uh, you know, But you can't really expect it out of a 19-year-old rookie. If he does it, you're in good shape, though. You've, you've got to have that first pass in order to beat the trap. If you do that... Get the puck in the own zone. It's about clean entry, winning the blue lines on both ends, clean entry, pinching at the blue line when you have them hemmed in, and creating that offensive zone attack time that's going to frustrate Ottawa. So that's how you combat it. And Dave, I feel like in hockey, most importantly, kind of like in baseball too, I feel like every game has like a moment where it becomes like a theme. And I think game one was, you know, the re relentlessness of the Bruins not, you know, willing to give up. They didn't give up. And also... Which was so encouraging. The Charlie McAvoy storyline. But what do you, what do you think is going to be the storyline going out of this game? Because I feel like from a perspective, from a Bruins side of things, you have to have guys like Bergeron and Marshawn really start putting the puck in the net mm -hmm. and scoring early. Do you, do you think that that should be like the topic going into the game? Uh, yeah, if, if, if the Bruins are to win this game, yep. I think you're going to say that the, the difference between this game and game one, if there are any differences, what the Bruins need to try and do differently in this game is putting a goal up early. More activity, yeah. Absolutely. And now that, you know, they lost to the Senators uh, four straight this year, Prior, even going back two years, I think they've lost seven of their last eight prior to the win on Wednesday. Oh, Senators have had their number. And they've been the Achilles heel of the Bruins down the stretch. They've been the team that one way or another has knocked them out, whether it was two years ago when they won their game and the Bruins lost their final game and Ottawa ended up being the eighth seed and you were out. Right. Or last year when Ottawa had nothing to play for, they were not a playoff team, but they still clocked you knocked six you to one yep. and knocked you out of the playoff picture mm -hmm. you bet you got to be up for this series if you're the Bruins this is the team that has knocked you out the last two years so knock them out this year if you're the Bruins that's your motivation we, we couldn't beat this team we haven't been able to but you show up game one in their building and you beat them because you don't quit you're down one nothing. That's a good road win. That's a good road win. Any time you can go into the third as a road team in a playoff game, down by a goal, you've got a shot. Yeah. You've got a chance because momentum swings in hockey are more prevalent than in any other sport. They put that one goal in, all of a sudden it, it, the ice is tilted the other direction, and you get that game winner on right. that huge shift by the first line of, of Bergeron, Marsha, and Pasternak, and you got Char and McAvoy on the defensive end. What a, what a shift that was, too, to have them hemmed in their own zone for 55 seconds like that. That's what you need. You need to gain entry. you got to get past the trap. And there's multiple ways of doing it, but it's tougher than you'd think. You know, because Ottawa has been doing it all year. It's all they do, and they execute it well. So it is frustrating. It is tough. It creates turnovers. And those seem like two bad ingredients. You know, the youth of, you know, Charlie McAvoy and other Bruin, Bruins players on the roster versus a trap because then that creates turnovers and it keeps you you know shaky at all times right. and I feel like the more poise and control you have with the puck the better decisions you are going to make because you're going to have control of that puck and look around and have that vision to look for the right pass instead right. of making the complete you know awful error yeah I agree keys to the game here number one beat that trap beat it early get into the zone get into the Ottawa zone early have attacking zone time early. Put them on their heels in the first period. 
and you need to have a full tilt, full throttle 60 minute effort. You cannot have a period like you did in the second in game one. It won't, it, you won't have success. It'll That's not ugly. sustainable. It'll be ugly. You cannot do that. You need Tuca to step up again and, and be the best player on the ice like he was on Wednesday because the team with the hot goalie always, always goes the distance. You need Tuca to step up again. Beat that 1 3 1, get an early goal in. That's what I want to see today. Take a lead. Because when you do that against the Senators, a trap team, then you knock them off their game. Yep. You have you then force them to play your game, and, and you knock them out of that neutral zone trap because you can't play the one three one when you're behind because you're sitting back by nature in the one three one. So if you go up early, knock them out of the one three one strategy. Now they're playing your game. They're and the Ottawa's zone. no good in their own zone. There were yeah. minus two. I can't say it enough. They cannot score. They capitalize on mistakes. So play mistake free hockey. Put a goal in early. Put them on their heels and get them out of the one three one. Go win this game and take it two nothing back to TD Garden on Monday marathon Monday. Take them out of the comfort zone. And feed I... off that crowd on Monday as well. Okay. That's getting ahead of ourselves, but drink everybody's beer. Let's 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 have ourselves a day today. <laughs> all right? Let's have ourselves a weekend. A weekend to follow. 3-day weekend. 3-day weekend. Marathon Monday coming up. All right, but quick. The, but those are your keys today. Quick break here <laughs> on the Sports Blast. We will be back with five questions. Don't go anywhere. ESPN New Hampshire. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. If there's one thing the pros at Advance Auto know, it's parts. Advance Auto Parts and Batteries. This is Sabrina. Hey, Sabrina. My car needs an oil change. We do have five quarts of Mobile One Synthetic for $29.99. That's a great price, right? A pretty good deal. Sounds good. It will protect your car in all seasons. Hey, you know your stuff. Why do British singers lose their accent when they sing? I'm sorry? Advance Auto Parts. We know everything about auto parts. Now get five quarts of Mobile One Full Synthetic or Mobile One High Mileage Motor Oil and a Mobile One Filter for just $29.99. See store for details. Also at participating CarQuest stores. Do you really floss after you brush? If you don't, you're not alone. I'm Risa Jill Miller. According to a new Harris poll for the American Academy of Periodontology, or AAP, over a quarter of U.S. adults lie to their dentists about how often they floss. And flossing is important, especially in Los Angeles, where locals say a smile's the first thing they notice in someone they're attracted to, versus folks in Chicago or Houston. Dr. Joan Otomo Cordial, AAP president in L.A. The AAP recommends flossing at least once a day, brushing your teeth and below the gums twice a day and receiving a comprehensive periodontal evaluation to prevent periodontal disease, which can cause tooth loss and increase your risk for other diseases. The survey also shows that a third of Americans would rather wash dirty dishes or sit in traffic than floss. How can we take action? The good news is with timely and proper care, gum disease is treatable and often reversible. A periodontist has the training and expertise to help determine the right treatment. So love the gums you're with and log on to perio.org for a periodontist near you. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. Aaron Hernandez was found not guilty yesterday for a 2012 double homicide that took place in Boston. After six days of deliberations, the jury acquitted the former Patriots tight end on every charge except the unlawful possession of a firearm. Hernandez is still serving a life sentence for the 2013 murder of Odin Lloyd. 
The Bruins are back in action today. They'll take on the Ottawa Senators in Game 2 of their first-round series. Forward David Krejci has been ruled out for the game. He is dealing with an upper body injury and did not practice with the team yesterday. Puck drop at Canadian Tire Centre in Ottawa is at 3 p.m. You can catch the game on NBC. The Red Sox fell to the Rays 10-5 last night. Rick Porcello was rocked, allowing eight runs over four and a third innings. All of them were earned. He was also tagged for four homers, including a grand slam by Logan Morrison in the third inning. He is now 1-1 one one with a 7.56 ERA on the season. The Sox will turn to Chris Sale today. He'll be opposed by Jake Odorizzi. First pitch from Fenway is at 4.05. And the Celtics will kick off their postseason tomorrow at the Garden. They'll be opposed by Rajon Rondo, Jimmy Butler, and the Chicago Bulls. Tip-off in that one is at 6.30. Those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNNHradio.com as well as the ESPN Radio app. And as always, check us out on TuneIn. I'm Ashish Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues right now. All right, back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire, ESPNNHradio.com. It is time for five questions as we do it every single week at 120. I have the honors this week. And in honor of the Bruins returning to the postseason for the first time in a couple of years, oh, yeah. we thought it would be a good time <laughs> to bring back one of our favorite buzzers, the very best of the one and only Jack Edwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be our buzzer. Uh, well, we've got a couple of clips here. So why don't you go ahead and, uh, when you're ready, say question number one. Well, I'll hit you with some buzzes. Question number one. Ah, you better pay him in rubles. <laughs> it was an unbelievable save off the Russian. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love Jack Edwards. This is honestly like one of my favorite buzzers. If we had to rank our top five buzzers, this would be in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's the best. Jack <laughs> you, you, you just can't take away how good he feels about hockey and how much he loves it. He's there's, hilarious. There's passion in we, everything he does. We've been pretty lucky with commentators in the Boston area. We got some oh, good ones. Yeah, I got to say, was like Don Russell was awesome. He was mm -hmm. hilarious. Ten-year anniversary of the pizza throw, by the way, is coming up. Really? And, uh, of course, you guys remember the boob grab. Oh, yeah, the boob grab. Ago. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, and I got to say, very quickly before we move on to question one, um, the chemistry between Jerry Remy and Dave O'Brien noticeably better this year. Sure, yeah. you gotta get your feet wet. Yeah, you, know, you, I think you get used to being with a guy. You, get, you build a rapport a little bit, and then you're off and running. Yeah, you gotta get to know him. Jerry's kind of warmed up to him recently. I like that. I you don't know, I don't know if Brickley's ever gotten used to Jack, but uh, you <laughs> know. <laughs> I know, I don't know Mike. How you get used to a guy like that? <laughs> I know Mike Gorman has they gotten are good used together. to Tommy Heisen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Good old they, you know what? They all work. All the broadcasters in this town seem to work pretty well. They Even do. the radio, uh, all of it. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah, we certainly have that chemistry. Yeah. We're awesome. We are. All right, guys. Question number one. We talked a little bit about Charlie. A little bit. We talked a lot about Charlie McAvoy throughout mm. the show today, and how incredible it is that this kid, fresh out of college, is thrown right into the fire in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm. Be you. And uh, you know, and we've talked about it. I mean, how much of an impact do you honestly think he's going to have? Not just in the rest of this series, assuming that they get past this first round. Oh, you know me. Ashish. Through the rest <laughs> of the playoffs, realistically, Dave. <laughs> I got a chubby Charlie in my shorts for this. Really, I know me? you like him, but realistically, how much of an impact do you think he's going to? have statistically the rest of the way and this year this year he's assuming gonna, they get past Ottawa look, he's gonna have an impact uh I don't say it lightly how often do you see a kid come up like this and have me just fawning over him Doesn't you don't happen. fawn over anyway. I, I don't I don't, don't say it very often that's true yeah, Dave can, is like the look, resident party pooper anytime oh, yeah. we get excited about something you you kind of yeah. poop on the party yeah, yeah. wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> look he's legit yeah okay and there was a ton of hype I didn't know necessarily what to expect. I watched him in the World Juniors, so I kind of knew what his skill set was. And he dominated that tournament. He was the MVP of the World Juniors. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot. It's like the but, Super Bowl of Canada. Well, it's the Super Bowl for that age. Right. You know, like that's as high a level of hockey as you can play at the age Charlie McAvoy played in that tournament. Mm -hmm. Now, it, it, it never is guaranteed to translate over into the pro game. So you didn't know what to expect on Wednesday. Now my expectations have gone way up for this kid. They just have. And, and, and it's not that I anticipate he's going to put points up or even score goals here. 
but you just watch them. Uh, and now, you know, Mark, you've got a great eye for basketball. Ashish, you've got a great eye for baseball, football. I think all of us have a good eye for football. I have an eye for hockey. Mm-hmm. This kid can skate. He's a smooth skater. He's a, a good decision maker. And I was saying to you before the show, Mark, when the puck's on his stick, and, and just wait a couple years for it to develop a little bit, but when it's on his stick, it's like it's glued to his stick. Yep. His puck control is through the roof. And his skating ability, he already belongs here. He already belongs in the NHL. He's probably a better skater than about 85% of his teammates. You know, it might be Bergeron, uh, maybe Marchand, and then Pasternak that you're talking about as pure skaters that that skate as well, if not a little better than McAvoy, but he's right there. He's a better skater than any defenseman that's going to be on the ice tonight for the Bruins. Let's put it that way. Without Krug, without Mm -hmm. Carlo... You got Joe Morrow Joe up today. Morrow, yeah. You got Chara, McQuaid, Kevin Miller, John Michael Lyles. He's the best skater on your blue line today. Yeah. So, and that's no joke. That's not even me exaggerating. He is the smoothest skater on your blue line today. And probably the best puck moving defenseman that you got. Unless Joe Morrow, who's been in hiding for the past three months and like witness protection or some crap like that. I don't know where he's been. Unless he comes up and his lights out, which I don't expect out of Joe Morrow. He's your guy. He's your puck-moving defenseman today against the 1-3-1, and he's he's probably top five in terms of skaters, pure skating ability on the ice. That's that's what I see from this kid. Not to mention, we mentioned how he's got a little bit of chub in the face. A little chub chub. He's a little, a, he's a little bit chubby on there. You know? So he looks like he's got some baby fat still. He's 19. Oh, no, he, yeah. he's, ni- he's practically a, a high school student playing yeah. with men. But he's 208 pounds. He's big. He's not like Krug in terms of an offensive defenseman, because he's got size. Mm-hmm. And when he made those two pinches the other day in that shift that they end up scoring the game-winning goal. Significant. He's he's leaning on people. He held up the breakout. You know, that first one in particular, Pyatt has a clear shot to skate it up the boards. And he just, la- he just lays the body on him and stops him in his path. You don't see that from a 19-year-old. I'm going to coincide with Dave, but I'm also going to talk about like his just gift, natural talent, natural ability. Just to go out there and something that you just can't coach. You can't coach this kid because he has it. He has it in him to be successful. And he has it in it to be a good skater. You know, take take shots when needed. You know, be aggressive when needed. He has that instinct. Something that you just can't coach. You can't a coach can't go and say, Hey, we need your instinct to go out there and tap into it. No. It's all mental. If he right. has it in him, he will do it, so, and he will do it throughout the season. So it really is. It's the pure skating ability, just a natural God-given talent to skate. Yeah. And then, like you said, it was one of the things I mentioned after re-watching some of his shifts, the hockey IQ is already there. He's making good decisions. That may be the thing that you got to watch the most with the young kid. It may teeter. You want him to keep making smart decisions, which is why, again, I think he was a little shy on the a trigger. Timid, yeah. You know, but I mean, let this kid loose. What do you got to lose? You're, you're, you were almost a wild card seed here. You got a favorable matchup in the Senators, even though they beat you every time out this year. But you've, you've got a shot to win this series. What have you got to lose by unleashing this kid? Bruins fans are going to be singing Charlie McAvoy's name for a while, and it's going to start in this playoffs. All right, that was uh, that was question one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a long-ass question one, but I love the answers. Question number two, please, Dave. I'm Jack Edwardson. We are high. Yes, you are, Jack. <laughs> 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 well, isn't marijuana le- legal in uh, Massachusetts now? Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you can be high on the job, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, you guys ready for a deep question? Today, Major League Baseball is celebrating Jackie Robinson Day, as they do every single year. As we all know, Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali, Jesse Owens, these are three of the most transcendent athletes in the history of sports. Yep. So I want to ask you guys, who do you think is the most transcendent athlete today? Ooh, that's transcendent in terms of beyond sports, their impact on society? Yep. Transcendent in he's bigger than the game itself. Or she. I, I would... I mean, if you don't mind me going, Go Dave, yeah. um, he's retired, but, I mean, David Ortiz. I, I think David Ortiz had an impact on the city of Boston throughout you know, the, the bombings of, of the marathon. And I think just a, a catalyst in regards to off the field um, for, for the Red Sox organization. You know, I, I think when you have that kind of impact on a team, you really bring the city together and the owners can sit back and say, we got a special gift in this guy. And we can have him run the organization 
while we sit back and just earn our, our stripes. Yeah, I think it's a little difficult to come up with a guy who transcends the game who's currently playing. So is that what you're talking about, though? Uh, yeah, I mean, but I'll take Mark's answer, a guy that's recently retired. I mean, no one comes to mind for you? LeBron? I mean, LeBron, but I, he's such a D-bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, he's bigger than the game itself, but not in a positive uh, the way. way you know? that was hilarious. Yeah, well, it's because you mentioned in the question, like, guys like Muhammad Ali and Jackie Robinson. Who yeah. Right, positive, obviously, obviously not. Positive impact. Right. You can't obviously not that. on the same. Yeah, you no, nowhere close to what those guys are. positive impact on himself, Char primarily. Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Well, I mean, obviously, he's been retired for freaking 20 well, years. Guys but, like Ovechkin, Crosby, they're big than the sport, you know, that they play in. LeBron, definitely. Uh, you know, my, fir my first thought is Pedro uh, as a sure. guy who has a positive, because now he's doing a lot of work uh, in the Dominican Republic, really trying to, to help people from his, in his country uh, to have opportunities like he did. And he always mentions, you know, like, I want these kids to have the same opportunity that I did because I'm a product of just having the opportunity. To go out there. So Pedro's always been that sure. guy where he was so dominant, uh, and yet there was so much of an impact, I think, in the Dominican Republic with, with this guy uh, that he transcends the sport a little bit. Right. It's not here in America, but he's a guy that I think of right off the top. Maybe Roger Federer maybe comes Tom, to mind as well. Tom, bigger than the sport. Yeah, Lionel Messi, Tom Brady, My, definitely yep. bigger than the sport. Yeah. Tom Brady. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of guys I guess you can point at. But certainly say, not bigger in the than same, the sport. Certainly but, not in the same conversation as Jesse Owens, Muhammad uh, Ali. Right. And, I think I was thrown by you Robinson. mentioning those names, like the positive impact on society that they all had. Yeah. Uh, but but these Pedro are guys comes but, more but to these mind. are guys that fifty years from now we're gonna look back and say, Well, Pedro Martinez. Yeah. And that guy was legit. You oh, know, yeah. in the same way that we look back at Muhammad Ali, Jesse Owens, but, and Absolutely. Robinson. Ashish, absolutely. I think we're going through a tough time, too, though, because there's a lot of young and aspiring players and given talent. Um, but we're also going through a tough time where, you know, play, players are dying, you know, and it's... Yeah, the big, like, face of the league Big players. face of the league players. Sure. Like, I think Jose Fernandez would have been a great example because mm -hmm. he represented Cuba in the most passionate way because he played for Miami and he was part of that culture. So mm -hmm. I would have said Jose Fernandez for sure. If he was I, around longer, yeah. I know his backstory. You right. know, I, I thought it was a great sure. story. Mm -hmm. Sure. So. Still, still a very tragic, uh, you know, yeah. something that Miami's still reeling from. Yeah. Really. I mean, just in terms of those faces of the game, there there aren't many. You there know, aren't. baseball mm -hmm. doesn't really have a Derek a guy. Jeter was one of them. Yeah. Oh, Derek, Derek Jeter. Jeter. That's one we didn't even one. talk about. Yeah, yeah. Derek um, Jeter for sure. You know, hockey's got Ovechkin and Crosby. Still, Connor McDavid's going to be the guy eventually in hockey. NBA's LeBron by far. Steph, Steph Curry, Curry. Yep. you know, uh, I don't know. It's tough to really think, though, of one guy who's sort of the face of everything. Right. You know, it's more of a handful of guys right now. Exactly. It's sort of a yep. face by committee. It's a mashup. All right, question number three. Handle it goes down as if shot. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> Get up. I'm Jack Edwards, and we are high. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, question number three. What do you find more concerning for the Red Sox right now, the inability to produce runs consistent, consistently or the inconsistency they're getting from their starting pitching? Wow, that, that's a great question. I'm, I'm going to have to go with uh, the hitting because I, I think with the pitching, it will, it will come along because I think Sale will be the anchor of the ship. I think Price will you know join him in the supporting cast along with Purcello. But I would say offensively, they really had to step up and start putting runs on the board. It's interesting because I was actually thinking the complete opposite. Me too. I was thinking but offense so will come much. along. It's not like it's not. I understand why uh, the you said the offense is the, the offense. concern for you. Yeah, I can see why because I think this team doesn't have as much power as we'd like to believe they do. I don't know if Mookie Betts has legitimate thirty home run power. I think he does. He did I mean, it look, one he's year, recovering but look, from the flu. Look, he's got a quick swing, and that's it. He's not a bulky power hitting dude. No, he's he's, he's got a look, fast he's, swing. He's a pull power hitter. He's not a hit to all fields power but hitter. But he's the guy you're looking for the most to produce the most power. Uh, Hanley, Hanley. <sighs> can you yeah. count on that guy? I don't know if you can count on him. You, I, I don't you know. need it. You need him to yeah. have power. You Mitch, need Mookie to have power. Mitch Moreland showing some power. But he's more but of like a 20, sure. 22 home run yeah. guy. What do they have? Five home runs and they've given up they've 15. They've got like four, yeah. They've given up 15. Benintendi, Pablo, and Sandy Leone are the only guys that come to mind in terms of home runs this year. I mean, year. to me, they're both a little bit of a concern, honestly. The pitching and the hitting. Yeah, yeah. I think that the hitting will come around, though. Yeah, I'm more concerned right now about the pitching just simply because they have produced a lot of runs here and there. It's just been very inconsistent. 
True. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I th- remember the first three games? We were talking about how they scored 15 runs right. all, all in three innings. Right. It was just so sporadic it in, scoring. It comes in bunches. Exactly. And the thing is, it's not just the fact that their pitching has been inconsistent. It's who's been inconsistent. Rick Porcello? Stephen Wright? Mm-hmm. Or should I say they've been consistently bad? That's probably a better way of putting it. Right. I think Porcello will find his way uh, back to the... Not necess- I don't think anyone expected him to be at the Cy Young level he was at last year, but no. he should uh, find a home somewhere a little beneath that performance from last like year. 16 I would or 17 wins. Yeah, yeah. And, and the team's been in pretty much every game, even when they fall way behind. They, they've managed to claw back and win a couple of those games, so I think that the offense ca- can keep them in pretty much every game. You know, I think, have to. I think that'll come around. All right, guys, question number four. Down goes Jones, and houses for irony. The crowd wants a call for a hit from behind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine this guy in the grocery store noted, like realizing that he's about to like capitalize on a major sale. <laughs> we are high. <laughs> Just getting so excited about <laughs> That would be him. It's just like 50% off toothpaste. <laughs> just gets fired up about everything. <laughs> Kidding me? This can of corn has a dent in it. That means it's free. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This past Wednesday, the Patriots Hall of Fame Committee met uh, to nominate three finalists to be enshrined at Patriots Place later this year for the Patriots Hall of Fame, obviously. Those three candidates, those three nominees, are Matt Light, Mike Vrabel, and Rodney Harrison. Pick one. Who's getting in this year? Uh, Light, Vrabel, and who? Harrison? Matt Light, Matt Light, Mike Vrabel, and Rodney Harrison are the three nominees for the Patriots uh, Hall of Fame. Vrabel and Harrison. You can only pick one. The I only, can only one pick goes one. In. Only one goes in. Oh, that's tough, actually. Vrabel. Not Matt Light. Matt well, Light spent his entire career with the New England Patriots, yeah, but, protected Brady's blindside. Vrabel was better. And also, you have an offensive line bias. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't put in an offensive lineman over a linebacker right. and a safety. Yeah. I'll go Vrabel. I think Vrabel. Rodney Harrison's my second, honestly. I, I honestly think Rodney Harrison's... The, look, I know Rodney won two with the Patriots. Yeah. Light and Vrabel won three. Mm-hmm. Okay? But I think Rodney's impact overall over the two he won was big. Look, Rodney Harrison, I believe... Is he the only player in NFL history that's in the 30-30 club, 30 sacks, 30 interceptions? No he's idea. in that club. I don't know if he's the only one in that club, but yeah. he's in that club. Okay. And Small to club me, if he's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> know for sure. I already was wrong about something else earlier in the show, but I know he's in that club for sure. I don't know if he's the only one. He's the only guy that I really see as the actual potential NFL Hall of Famer, football Hall of Famer. Sure. Mike Vrabel and Matt Light fall short of that, and I know they've got one more ring with this franchise that Rodney Harrison but it's interesting that, it w- w- just very quickly, you guys said who? Vrabel. Both of you said Vrabel? I got Vrabel. Vrabel. I, was, I do like I Harrison. Said, Look, Harrison's a very close second for me. Yeah, from, right. from a charity standpoint, like, Matt Light is there. I don't like, think he, that really does, applies, though. But I'm just saying, like, he's always around Patriot Place and in the Foxborough mm-hmm. area. Still involved. So. Vrabel, still a very involved. physical player, had two two Super Bowl uh, catches, uh, touchdown catches in 38 and 39. I'm going Vrabel. So, okay, interesting. All right, and we're going to be very quick here on question number five. And now, an ode to the composite stick. (laughs) All right, guys, very quick here. (laughs) On question number five, it is my obligatory BS question. New Star Wars trailer dropped yesterday. I watched it like ten times. Dave, I know you saw it as well. Yes. Uh, let's get into predictions real quick. What do you think is going to happen in Episode Eight, The Last Jedi? Ooh, well, interesting theory here coming from this direction because if you saw the uh, foreign language titles, right, The Last Jedi, very deceiving. It's like there's only one Jedi left. However, if you look in Spanish, it's like the the Last Jedi, but it's Los Jedi. Which so it's plural. plural. More than one Jedi. As we know, Jedi Ooh. is both singular and Ooh. plural. Yeah, that's the thing. I initially <laughs> thought The Last Jedi Ooh. was talking about, and again, spoiler alert, if you have not yet seen Force Awakens, I don't know who you are, Yeah, but spoiler alert, living under a rock. I thought it was alluding to Luke, who made an appearance at the end of Force Awakens. Right. I thought it was talking about Luke Skywalker, The Last Jedi, because as we know, Kylo Ren killed literally everyone else. As everyone knows that. <laughs> no, but, but I think it is, uh, it's Luke and now... Uh, the and Ray. And Ray. And Ray. Yes. Uh, so they they have to be the last two. I don't know what's gonna happen. And <laughs> Finn, <laughs> Finn is in like, and in the trailer we saw Finn in like an astronaut suit. So I don't know what's up with. That. I mean, he he got his back messed up. Remember, Kylo Ren swung a lightsaber and like literally cut up his back. Oh yeah. So I think that has something to do with it. But yeah. uh, I don't know. It's tough to tell predictions off that trailer. It was a teaser. It was a teaser trailer. Well, so we did see much. Ray training with Luke. Yeah, which we is know. Very I, exciting. I, I well, I think that, we knew yeah. that was gonna happen at the end. 
Mark, any the, predictions? Uh, the other one. No, I, I, I agree with Dave. I, I, I think it's going to be multiple people that, that survive. Ooh. I think, very quickly before we hit the break, I think it's going to be Luke facing Kylo Ren, his nephew, in a big-ass battle at the end. And I, I Luke better not die, but someone's going to die between mm. those two. Someone going to die. Someone going to die. It's not Ren. We got the blast off coming up. We went way around five questions. There's our Star Wars talk. We'll be back with the blast off. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Jack Edwardson. We are high. Hamlet goes down as if shot. Get up. Twelve fifty ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. If there's one thing the pros at Advanced Auto know, it's parts. Advanced Auto Parts and Batteries. This is Sabrina. Hey, Sabrina. My car needs an oil change. We do have five quarts of Mobile One Synthetic for $29.99. That's a great price, right? It's a pretty good deal. Sounds good. It will protect your car in all seasons. Hey, you know your stuff. Why do British singers lose their accent when they sing? I'm sorry? Advanced Auto Parts. We know everything about auto parts. Now get five quarts of Mobile One Full Synthetic or Mobile One High Mottage Motor Oil and a Mobile One Filter for just $29.99. See store for details. Also at participating CarQuest stores. My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38 years old, and I work at a graphic design company. Which is funny, because I couldn't even draw a stick figure when I was a kid. But I met someone who told me, you know what? You can do anything if you really want to. And if the teenage me were here, she'd tell you, I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for big brothers, big sisters. Most kids from my neighborhood don't get into art. They get into trouble. But I was lucky because my big sister showed me early on that I didn't have to be like most people. And to the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this eight-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping big brothers, big sisters help a child. And that can last a lifetime. Start something today at bigbrothersbigsisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and the Ad Council. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. Aaron Hernandez was found not guilty yesterday for a 2012 double homicide that took place in Boston's South End. After six days of deliberations, the jury acquitted the former Patriots tight end on every charge except for unlawful possession of a firearm. Hernandez is still serving a life sentence for the 2013 murder of Odin Lloyd. The Bruins are back in action today. They'll take on the Ottawa Senators in Game 2 of their first-round series. Forward David Krejci has been ruled out for the game. He's dealing with an upper body injury and did not practice with the team yesterday. Puck drop at the Canadian Tire Center in Ottawa is at 3 p.m. You can catch the game on NBC. The Red Sox fell to the race 10-5 last night. Rick Porcello allowed eight earned runs over just four and a third innings of work. He was tagged for four homers, including a grand slam by Logan Morrison in the third inning. Porcello is now 1-1 one one with a 7-5-6 ERA on the season. The Sox will turn to Chris Sale today. He'll be opposed by Jake Odorizzi. First pitch from Fenway is at 4:05, And the Celtics will kick off their postseason tomorrow at the Garden. They'll be opposed by Rajon Rondo, Jimmy Butler, and the Chicago Bulls. Tip-off in that one at 6:30. 
Those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNNHradio.com and the ESPN Radio app. And as always, check us out on TuneIn. I'm Ashish Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues right now. Eight minutes or so here on the Sports Blast. It's the blast off. No Brian Roach today. Oh, I keep doing that. <laughs> uh, right about eight minutes left. About eight minutes left. Uh, no Brian today, of course. It's just been the three amigos. Ashish Sharma, Dave Pollard, and Mark Lazell taking you up till pretty much 1.56. I know I always say 2 p.m., but yeah. it's never actually no, 2. It's not. Right around More or less. 2. I mean, yeah. you know, it's an estimate. Yeah, yeah. We're roughly. about 2. We're 11 to 2. Well, Brian's the one that's always super anal about it. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Well, I'm Brian's a, not here. He's more not more here. More he's not here today. <laughs> so as we wrap up, uh, we're just talking about this weekend is going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be great. Incredible. So it's, much going on. I mean, it starts today. It starts today. 3 o'clock, Bruins, Senators, Game 2. Wake I up, mean, people. It's playoff hockey. Wake There's up. nothing better. But then you wake up tomorrow, you're like, what do I do today? The Bruins won yesterday. Oh, wait a minute. The Celtics and Bulls start their playoff series. 6 And you're like, you know, after tomorrow you watch game one, the Celtics beat the Bulls. You're like, well, what about uh, tomorrow? What's going on after the It's the end of the weekend. Sundays always suck. I yeah. don't like Monday. But wait a minute. This Monday is Marathon Monday. The biggest Monday. Oh. Oh my God! Like you're gonna have off of work, you're gonna end up going out drinking, or you're gonna stay wherever you are and be drinking. Right at right at like the start of the marathon, probably. The Red Sox play at 11, and then that night at TD Garden, Game Three, Bruins Senators, back at home for Nuts. the Bruins. Nuts. And everyone in that stadium is gonna be all lubed up by then. You can guarantee that crowd's gonna be rowdy and ready to go. I cannot wait. What's on Tuesday? What's on Tuesday? You What's ask? on Tuesday? Well, that'd be Celtics Bulls game two. Who? We got three, four straight days of play. But wait a minute. We got Don't more. Stop there. We got more. On Wednesday, we got game four. And if you call game now, four of the Bruins we'll throw in an additional game. We will. If you call now, <laughs> we will. We will make the Bruins lose at least one game, so there will be game five on Friday. But wait, there's more. And the, and the Celtics <laughs> might play <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> We got a whole huge stretch of playoffs. Dave should honestly do infomercials. It's crazy. You have the voice. You have the voice for it's it. It's awesome. <laughs> but wait. <laughs> but wait. There's more. There's always more. <laughs> there is always more. And if you call now, <laughs> you get it for half off. It's it's a hell of a weekend, right? Am I right? Like we no, have no, now we awesome. have now entered that zone. Like you just said, we were we were in this little dark period where it's coming down the stretch for the NBA and the NHL. Yeah. Eh, the MLB season, not that exciting. Let there be light. Let there be light. Yes. Right. And, and <laughs> I know, look. They're I know, spoiled, and then sure. there's really spoiled. And, and listen, I know this <laughs> I, I know this doesn't really compare to what's going on with the Bruins and the Celtics right now, but Chris Sale is starting today. Yes. So that's like the one thing that Dave and I uh, said would be appointment viewing. For the Red Sox right, this year, right? Is you make time for Chris Sale, and although he's going up against the Bruins, you're obviously going to be watching the Bruins. But you DVR that start, man. It's a Chris Sale start. You better. If he has a big game and he goes eight shutout innings and strikes out twelve, you're going to want to see it. Oh, he's going to do that. He's going to do that. He, he, is I mean, it's a raise. Come on, his stuff is incredible to. to watch. Oh my God, yeah. So I, I mean, on top of the fact that you've got Bruins playoffs, Celtics playoffs, you got Chris Sale going today. No big deal. Just, you know, appointment viewing every time he pitches. But no big deal. You got Chris Sale going today with the Bruins playoff game at 3 o'clock. You can flip between right. those two. You can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, anytime yeah. you're in, like, it's one of the intermissions for the Bruins. Unlimited, unlimited options. You know it's an awesome time when Chris Sale is, like, the number two story on a given day. Oh, yeah. In yeah. Boston sports. Yeah. yeah. And if you count it over the course of, you know, the next few days, he's the number three. Mm-hmm. And if you're at the Red Sox game, tune in on your phone. To look up for updates with the Bruins, which I'll be doing because I'm going. Oh, absolutely! To oh, I'm sure they'll have it up know, on the jumbotron. You, you should just try and sneak into like the Pavilion or the EMC Club because they to got bars both. there. Right. You can watch both. Yeah, yeah Mark's going to be at the game today. I'm so jealous that he's watching a Chris Sale start. That's something I've yet to do this year. Mm. Yeah. Um, where are you sitting? Where are your seats? 
I don't know. I, I, I think <laughs> very I think, informed. I, I think right field. I don't know. My buddy asked oh, me to go. Oh God, not like, right field. Yeah, horrible <laughs> grandstand. Hey, oh, you do. Good. Hey, you know Look, what? Those hey. seats are terrible, but they have a bar there now. And the and the other thing is, and this is not to take away from Chris Sale or anything like that, but it's not going to be full there at Fenway today no. with the Bruins playing against the Senators. Oh. I, I already know a couple people who have said, "Hey, I got tickets, but I'm not going." Same thing happened uh, on Wednesday. A couple people that I knew had tickets to that final Celtics game sold the tickets, watched the Bruins. Wow. So, I mean, people are up and ready for this Bruins series for sure. Yeah. And then again, you got the Celtics starting tomorrow. Chris Sale, how is he the number three story today? Yeah. Well, it's because you got two teams that are heading into the playoffs and one team that's already won a game, yeah. and the other one's a number one seed in the in the Eastern Conference. A fraudulent number one seed. Fraud according, according, one. According, how do you like them, Max? According to some people... <laughs> According to some people, they don't, deserve, uh, they don't deserve to be a number one seed. No, they, I, they I won't don't. name who those people are. Yeah, I don't know who they so, are. One uh, of them they, might be in this room right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right <laughs> over here. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> they are a fraudulent number one team. But hey, get excited. Are you talking get about excited. Paul Pierce? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, right. You can't handle Paul Pierce. <laughs> no, but um, actually, speaking of Paul Pierce, he uh, came out with a video on the Players' Tribune, and it was him and Kevin Garnett talking about their old days and uh, I mean, tip of the cap to number 34 as he, you know, departs from the NBA. Um, what a story this guy was from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are de very thankful. Yeah. Uh, Thank from, you, Paul Pierce. From Boston's standpoint. So. Although it, his season's not yet over. It's no. The Clippers. But, but, but right, hey, it could end at any point. It could. He could get hit. You never know what will happen <laughs> in the first round. I mean, the Clippers might end up losing in the first round. We've seen yeah. them have some early exits in the past. But yeah, just I mean, by the way, did you guys see that story about Rajon Rondo's organizing a group vacation with the uh, championship Celtics from a few years ago? Mm. And he left Scott Pollard off the the invite. Scotty P. How dare he? Oh, he Scott Pollard was like, yeah, thanks for the invite. And there were a couple. Of, I think even Scal got an invite. Really? I think wow. so. Yeah, but there were a couple of guys. P.J. Brown. I don't think he reached out to him. Oh, it's P.J. Brown. It was offensive but, but, and lame. But Scott Pollard. So double offensive. <laughs> Scott Pollard was a little upset at that. Eddie House would be too. Uh, yeah, Eddie House was definitely invited because he was one of the more visible players during that run. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if Ray Allen got invited. But uh, they don't, I, they oh no, Ray like Allen. It. Ray Allen was not invited. They don't, that they was don't not like each by other. and that was no, not by don't. accident. <laughs> that was that was not by accident. Ray Allen was not invited, and that was Rondo literally saying "f you." Yeah. Wow. Hey, while we're bringing up some random stuff, uh, let me bring up a random story that I thought was really cool. Uh, you know how Joe Lewis Arena, the Detroit Red Wings mm. arena, is being shut down. They yep. didn't make the playoffs this year. Uh, Bob Probert, a longtime Detroit Red Wings player, famous goon. All right, He recently passed away. His family was at the uh, ceremony at Joe Lewis Arena. And you know what they did with his ashes? What did they do? They, they, spring the ice? they sprinkled it into the penalty box. And afterwards they said, we couldn't think of a better place for him to be. That's pretty wow. awesome, actually. That's pretty cool, that's right? Awesome. Like uh, That's awesome. Famous yeah. goon of the Red Wings. And his ashes get sprinkled in the penalty box on the final day of Joe Lewis. Shut Arena. it down. That's cool. Shut it down. That's a great story. That's, That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. That's a great exit. Leads us right into the final minute. Yeah. Hey, it's an exciting weekend here in Boston, everyone. You need to enjoy this weekend. It's going to be amazing atmosphere. And we're leading you right Everywhere. up to it. So, I mean, get pumped. Get ready. Get uh, amped. The Bruins are on in about an hour. Uh, is going to be face-off from, from the Canadian Tire Center up in Ottawa. Yep. And then again, you got the Celtics Sunday. You got Marathon Monday. The Red Sox at 11 on Monday. And the Garden is going to be packed for Game 3. And great the weather to first post. playoff hockey that the Garden has seen in two years. And great weather. And it's going to be nice out. Enjoy the outdoors, too, when you're not in watching the games. What a time. Get out there. Have some fun. What Let's a time to be alive. Oh, love it. Right? <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Love it. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. All right, we got to get out of here. For Dave Pollard and Mark Lazelle, Amishie Sharma will be back next week. Brian will be back as well. Have a good week. Peace. I'm Jack Edwards, and we are high.